0: Hello, my name is Scott Thomas, and this is my brand new podcast, Learning As I Go. Last week, we were joined by the incredible Mr. Ice Cold himself, Kevin O'Neill from Brevolution. And Kevin taught us all about the benefits of cold water therapy. But this week, we are joined by the queen of positivity, Miss Kate Cocker. Kate came into my life as my presenter coach, and she's teaching me about the importance of being a good communicator, especially on platforms like this. And she has a very own podcast called Everyday Positivity, where she's teaching people how to bring those positive vibes into every aspect of their life on a daily basis. So here she is, and let's get ready to learn as we go. Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself and your businesses and, and, and our relationship as well.
1: Yeah, so we often sit in a room together, we supposed to be talking about presenting and things like that, and then go, oh goodness, and we talk about the challenges of having three businesses and how we manage our week. Um, I didn't mean to have three businesses, I just, they all kind of appeared, do you know what I mean? So... Everyday Positivity started off as a podcast, but I think of it as a business now. And that's all about helping people to create a positive mindset, because I believe positivity is a skill, right? So you can work on it every single day and you have to work on it every single day. Then I've got The Presenter Coach, which is my business, where I help business owners and broadcasters to be great communicators, to be brilliant on stage, be comfortable, confident in those areas where you have to perform. And that's all about helping people express themselves in the best way that they can. And then Purposeful Podcasts grew out of the Presenter Coach and Everyday Positivity, which is now providing business owners, leaders, brands with platforms to spread those messages. So they kind of all work in sort of – they synchronise. You know what I mean? They work They really together. do.
0: And for anyone who anyone who doesn't know, so Kate is responsible for this podcast right now, the production. She's, she's doing an incredible job. But something that just really stood out to me then that you mentioned – about the presenter coach, you're teaching people basically how to be confident in themselves yeah. as well. And that's something that you you teach me on a daily basis. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it all
0: links back to positivity, really, doesn't yeah, it? Like it
1: does. It all cycles together. My biggest thing is, I just don't want people to be afraid. Like, what can you you can achieve so much, and you're such a perfect, imperfect being. You're so, every single person is so amazing in their own right. And it's fear, it's there's something in you that stops you from saying something out loud. You know, we all have it. I even, I have it, but I just, all I want to do is help people to not be afraid of being who they are. And so these three businesses really work together. I talk about my little strap line, if you like, is great communication will change your life, including the way you talk to yourself. So you have that layer of often what comes out of your mouth or the things that you do or the habits that you create is guided by your inner voice. And so I think it all as I said it all works together to make sure that people have the best opportunity to present themselves best in the world you know
0: 100% and listen obviously we'll get to um sort of what you offer now in terms of positivity on a daily basis but what actually brought you to that to that moment when you decided to choose positivity as a lifestyle like what kind of led you into this sort of this world
1: well when i grew up my dad was diagnosed as clinically depressed when i was about 12, 13. And it's a really interesting relationship with my dad, because my dad and I, you know, he's lovely, he's brilliant. I always worry about talking about like this, because I think I don't want to cast him in a bad light. But depression does funny things to your brain. Depression is, you know, it, it makes you selfish, it, it creates negative self-talk, and that impacts on the people around you. So as a teenager, you know, experiencing that, it wasn't easy. Things would rile dad up and, you know, he and I would argue a lot and I was very different to him. So my mum's quite gregarious, but I'm really gregarious, as you can tell. I'm like, I love being with people. I'm really outgoing. My dad's a massive introvert. And so it would grate all the time. Every time I'd have friends over, it would be like really stressful. There was like a high level of social anxiety. And then there was the depression as well. And I remember we'd argued like again, I was 16. We'd had this huge argument again, just about something silly, like I hadn't tidied my room or something like that. And I got all upset and he got all upset. And we sat on the stairs. I remember thinking as he's talking to me and going, I'm really sorry. It's just this. I felt like this. I didn't express myself well, et cetera, et cetera. I thought he's 42 years old. I don't want to wait till I am 42 years old to work out that I'm in control of this. I don't want to wait that long. I want to start today. So from the age of 16, I was really seeking out this kind of I'm in control of my mindset world. And at the time I would just got with my now husband and his mum was very much the sort of person that would say, you can have whatever you want as long as you believe it and you work hard for it, you know? And she was absolutely right. And so that really helped me steer my mindset in that direction. And, you know, That's, ama-
0: that's amazing that you had that self-awareness, Kate, from such a young age because decision, yeah. literally I've only just started to realize now and observe my mind and, and, and in terms of, the way that I talk to myself sometimes is atrocious. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do that. And then I have to go, it's almost like a sort of a slap in the face moment. I go, wait a second, that's my mind. So it's yeah. not me. And I'm only really getting that self-awareness now. And it's still a constant battle that I have to work on every single day. But the fact that you had that awareness at such a young age, I think is incredible. And it is, for me, it is sort of um, a working process. Mental health is a working process. Oh, You're never God. kind of at the every end of day. a destination or anything like that. But, How do you continue to work on positivity on a daily basis and how do you teach people to do that?
1: Now, look, I think it's a really good opportunity here to say this is how I think about positivity, right? I think positivity is not about pasting a smile over the cracks of life positivity is about knowing that you can cope with the cracks of life because, hey, guess what? There are cracks all over the place. No one is perfect. Nothing is perfect. I'm going to sit here and talk to you about the skills I use to be positive. Believe me, the people who are closest to me are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so negative? You know? <laughs> I have bad days. I have bad moments. I have bad you know, hours. You know, it's not about walking around in life, covering everything in like sugarcoating everything and thinking everything's fine when it's not it's about going, okay, what happened there? Why did that happen? And what is the pattern that led me there? And how can I change that pattern next time? And I really learned that from my dad, because, you know, seeing how he found his mind and the way that he spoke to himself so emotionally stunting, you know, it's like, actually, he's brilliant at so many things, but he just doesn't do it because he doesn't think he's any good, you know. And I, I watched that. And I'm like, that, I think that's a choice I think you can learn better. It's not just about, you know, uh, if you if you're in a state of depression, sometimes you need medication, right? There's nothing wrong with medication. People work really well on medication. But I'd always look at it and go, I don't think he's actually kind of dealing with it and I think you can do that from an internal place. You can actually think like better and work better. So mm. in terms of doing it every day, I tend to I am a bit of a, I go through waves. Like I'll, I'm journaling a lot at the moment. I catch myself, I'm really self-aware, I know when things are going wrong, I'm aware that sometimes, you know, my triggers are sometimes that relationships don't work, and that that can just be about communication, it's not about the person, and then I always, always, always think about, right, what can I do here, what am I in control of, and I really try so hard to let go of everything else, (laughs) you know, I can't control how that person thinks, that stuff, you know. I think that's that's, really interesting,
0: something that's really come up out of this conversation, just now that I've never really even spoken to you about, is, I think positivity comes from awareness, awareness of yourself, yeah. but also awareness of the bigger picture of life. Yeah. So in terms of what this situation, how sort of bad is it in comparison to what's actually going on in the world? Does that make yes, sense perspective, right?
1: Yeah, that's why I think one of the reasons I think nature is so important, you know, you and I both love going for a walk, right? And there's nothing better when you reach the top of that hill and you just feel tiny. You feel really tiny because the world just looks so amazing. I talk a lot on the podcast, actually, about how... So a lot of the listeners to the podcast uh, Everyday Positivity are based in America. I think one day this week was World Look at the Sky Day or something like that. And I thought, you know, the thing is, we're all under the same sun, we're all under the same moon, we're all under the same sky. If you just look up... And see what's there then it kind of you get that moment of everything is connected we're all connected and I'm just a really tiny grain of sand in all of it and is that problem really as big as all of that no how much of it I am am I in control very little of it so I'll just control that bit and then I've got the power to change it
0: yeah it's crazy when you mm. think about it because we are as human beings quite self-centered we think like the world like sort of revolves around us but when if we take that sort of step back to go wait a second I'm only playing a small part in this big sort of universe and yeah I think it's just really interesting to have that awareness and um, sort of perspective. But you talked about your podcast then Kate. What on a daily basis then, what kind of tips are you giving to people? What are you what are you actually talking about?
1: Do you know what I set up the podcast because this is what I mean when I say oh you said oh you're really positive every day and I'm like I am but I've gone through real spells in my life. Like I experienced postnatal depression when I had babies I really struggled in corporate work environment. It did not suit me at all. I've kind of, I hit, I've hit rock bottom a couple of times, you know, and with Everyday Positivity, I just had this huge bout of depression, which I didn't really understand why I'd had it. And I was like, right, enough's enough. I need a voice in my head. And if I need a voice in my head, because, you know, mental health problems were, or mental illness was definitely on the rise. It, like, Not a week would go by without someone talking about some sort of mental health issue and quite serious mental health issues as well. I was like, maybe I can save the world. Is that arrogant? No, no, I can't save the world. But you know what I mean? It's that thing of, if I need a voice in my head, then I know other people need a voice in in their heads too Mm. that just kicks them into the right direction. And so the podcast is really a daily podcast. There's no music in it or anything like that. It's just me, two or three minutes at a time, just giving a little self-talk check, a little story about something that's happened in my world. The listeners really love it when... You know, I talk about my kids and and like, we've messed up and it's okay, that kind of thing. And what I've done is I've formed those into seven pillars of what I think works really nicely. And the seven pillars of positivity, mainly because it's a daily podcast and there are seven days in the week. You can then do one a day. Do you know what I mean? And so I've got little tricks that you can use across the week or just call upon when things are feeling a little bit rumbly.
0: Yeah, so I've listened to your podcast many a time. Walking around, I was walking around Bradmore Park not long ago, and do you know what? It's just so refreshing sometimes because some of the stuff you say is quite simple, but yeah. you never take the moment to either say it to yourself, yeah. or it's that little golden nugget that I'm looking for in a book sometimes. Or whereas with your some, like sometimes two minute podcasts, you get that crux that that's that really crucial piece of positivity that you need that's going to sort of power you through for the day yeah but you mentioned the seven pillars then so tell me a little bit about the seven pillars and what's involved there
1: so I do um a workshop on the seven pillars which you've done and I get everybody painting and doing silly things and (laughs) just stretching themselves out of what they'd normally do I think actually all I'm trying to do is make everyone children again and just enjoy their inner child um yes so I know it is but um the pillars go like this. Number one, pillar number one is be selfful. So being self is the act of taking care of yourself so that you can take care of those that you love. So often we think that stopping doing things for ourselves is selfish, so I've turned it into self-full because it's about- I love that. It's actually that that whole cycle of, if I look after myself and I've got stuff to give, then I can care for the people that I love.
0: And I think that's something I've noticed recently, Kate, where I've said before, like I almost, I want more in life. i realise why I want more because once you've got more, whether it be, I don't know, more health and fitness or whether it be uh, even finances or yeah. any, I feel like once I want more so I can give more. I know. And that's something that I've realized. And I think there's something- really powerful about looking after yourself so that you can therefore look after other people around you.
1: Absolutely, and finances is a really good example. You know, we have quite a lot of uh, mindset blocks around finances, so sometimes you can find things about yourself when you're looking at your money and you're going, why aren't I investing in myself, you know? and david our business coach ever since i've worked with him i've gone i want to be able to give money to people i want to be able to give money to people and he says kate you've got to have it first
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we have okay. to get you to
1: a place where you're receiving it well and then you can... and i'm like oh yeah you're right i have to actually have something to give pillar number 2 then is accept the now and this is about really bringing everything into the present so this is this includes mindfulness so this can be you know i think kevin said on the podcast last time he said you know in this moment, you're the only person that exists for me, not my family, nobody else. I'm just here in this moment. But also accepting the now is going, you know what, there are things in life where I think the self-development community can sometimes be like, you can do anything. And it's like, well, actually, sometimes people can't, that there's actual barriers, like physical barriers, maybe, or illnesses, or, you know, all sorts of things that mean that you can't. But what you can do is come to terms with those things, work out where you're you know, where your limitations are. And then you can live a limitless life. You know, if you accept uh, that you can't do certain things, then this, a great example of this is what you do. You're really good at going, I'm not very good at this. So therefore I'll bring this person in to help me with my business. So then your life becomes limitless because you're accepting the now. And that's what that means. You can't change anything until you've come to terms with what you've got. So yeah. that's what Accept the Now is about.
0: And is that linked to patience then as well, like the importance of patience? Yeah,
1: I suppose so. I suppose I'd not thought of that before. It's what I love about these pillars is that they can really they start sprouting new things, and I have to try and explain them really simply. And then I think, oh no, but there's also this. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> like amazing.
0: what you said before about that sort of self development thing where you can achieve anything. Yeah. But at the same time, is it, it takes time, and yeah. if you're you're in the now and you accept that, listen, today this is good enough today. Yes. And you've got the patience to sort of build towards those bigger things. Then, yeah, I just think it links in nicely. Yeah, it does. Me. It's
1: that's absolutely right because I think the other thing is that we tend to. You can almost cause anxiety and stress by putting so much pressure on yourself to be better because you're doing all this self-development and you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be, and it becomes stressful. And that's where I go, right, just accept the now. What have you done today? What have you got today? What's the best that you can do today? And then we move forward. So yeah, that absolutely you're right, it does tie in. Um pillar number three is practice gratitude. Hands down, the number one thing that helps you feel more positive. It ties in really nicely with accept the now. It's a nice way to go across it. Um, but practicing gratitude every day. I say, this is my line, gratitude is the lever upon which we can pull ourselves out of a (laughs) funk.
0: Yes, very true. But the thing is though, Kate, when people um, used to say to me about just practice gratitude, I kind of didn't, I I kind of used to say stuff out loud and everything else, but it's not until I started journaling on a daily basis now when writing down all the little things in the day, and I'm actually, I said to you this the other day, I was actually smiling going, oh my, so I actually yeah. achieved this and I achieved that. And if I didn't take a moment just to write it down for a minute, I would not have got the same level of gratitude because sometimes your life is so fast paced that even though you're saying something and you're trying to acknowledge it and it can sound it can sound, not sound, but it can feel a little bit cheesy when people say, oh, just practice gratitude. But it's actually a skill that you need to work at. And I think journaling really helps with that. And it puts things sort of, it gives you clarity and perspective on what you're actually grateful for. And I think sometimes it can be kind kind of a fluffy statement just to say, be yeah. grateful.
1: Well, we have to be really careful, I think, in the well being and self-development world that we just uh, throw labels on stuff and it doesn't actually mean anything. So you're right yeah. when you say practicing gratitude is quite difficult because the one thing that we're not very good at as humans is we race through the world and we forget stuff. Like one of the things with food for thoughts is, you know, when I'm on plan, I'm best on plan. When I make a note of what I've eaten that day, I will send my Coach. I'll send them like a list of what I've eaten that day. And on the bad weeks when I haven't done that, not bad weeks, on the weeks where I haven't done that, I definitely don't progress as well as I have on the weeks that I say something. And when you read, if you've ever read Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about this, which is that point and call. So essentially what we're doing all the time is our unconscious is running things without us knowing. And our unconscious, we'd say is lazy, but actually it's just really efficient. It'll get us from A to B in the quickest, best and most habitual way we can. And so to point and call and to raise stuff out of the unconscious and make a note of them, it brings things into the conscious and we go, oh, right, cool. I did that today. Oh, right, cool. I've got legs. And that's what I mean about gratitude. You you
0: can't just say it and and it'd be like, all right, I'm grateful for this. It's like, you have to actually sort of physically write it down, look at it, process it. And and then that's when it becomes more real. You go, oh, right. Okay. So I did achieve that where sometimes you just say it and it's kind of a bit of a throwaway comment. Oh, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. But it's when you actually sort of, you have to work at gratitude, right? You have to work at it.
1: You have to work at all of it. And you know why? Because... Our brains are really clever. We, we, we have what's known as a negative bias in our brains. Like We are designed to protect ourselves. Yeah, That's what we do. We're animals, really. And we're designed to protect ourselves from any level of threat and discomfort. And so our instinct is to take ourselves out of discomfort immediately because we're assuming that, it, that it's not going to be comfortable. We're assuming fearful. Yeah. We're assuming that we need to protect ourselves. And so that's why practising positivity every day is really important. And checking yourself in certain ways to go, no, come on, I've decided that. That's not something that's actually happening. My negative bias has taken over there. I'm in control of this and I need to push forward. Wim Hof says actually, true comfort is the other side of discomfort. (laughs) True comfort is the other side of discomfort. And so sometimes it feels really counterintuitive, but we have to push into our you know, we have to push into these spaces that aren't comfortable. And that means for me, sometimes it's like, I've actually got to sit down and track this. I've actually got to sit down and go, oh yeah, this did happen today because my brain's just assuming it's not because it's assuming yeah. the negative.
0: I think that's a really powerful statement as well about the negative bias as well, because yeah. I noticed it this morning, I went, I went, Jesus, my my mind really does want me to be stressed. <laughs> like, and I actually took a moment, yeah. like it really does. Like, I'm just like wired up that way when I'm like, it's a strength. that like, I have to get stronger overcoming that. Yeah, And- and really pushing forward because like you said it's, it's we're biologically designed that way because we need to i don't know we're going back to our primal days of having to run away from yep. tigers and saber-toothed tigers and lions and stuff tiger, like that don't you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah i think that's really i think it's again it comes back to awareness of that like being aware that we are biologically sort of on high alert all the time yeah when really if we can use that positivity to sort of bring us back down a level yeah. nice.
1: Well, the thing that I find is so pillar number four, actually, this leads beautifully in, well done. Uh, mm-hmm. check your self-talk. And this is about the language that you use with yourself, but also a little bit of the language that you use with other people. So you talking about it there, there's so many things in self-talk. Henry Ford said, good old Henry Ford of Ford Motors, said, the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't is usually right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah? So you can get up in the morning and you can say to yourself, oh, that's not going to work. And then it's done, right? You're not. It's not going to happen. Um, or you can wake up and you can say to yourself, right, this is what I've got to achieve today. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I did it. Ye- yesterday I did it. I sent a text. I was obviously not in the right frame of mind, but it comes out in everything. So I sent a message to my PA and I said, I can't do anything before 12.30. And it's such a simple thing because I was like, actually, I could have said I can do after 12.30. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's that stuff. Like we tend to lean on this don't, not, can't. You see it the most with children, parents that say to them, don't touch the cake. Oh, my nephews, I'll tell you about my nephews. My nephews are are like under five, two of them, five and three, and they're rascals. They're great fun. They're so fun. But we had a birthday weekend the other weekend and they both, the cake, you know, was at eye level and they both came up to the cake. And I thought, if I say don't touch the cake, those hands are going in that cake. (laughs) Because they don't hear the don't, they just hear the kind of they. you do what you think you're supposed to do sort of thing. So instead I went, put your hands on your tummy. <laughs> and their hands went on their tummies. And I was like, well done. And the point of that is that what you're trying to do with your self-talk is the same thing. You're trying to create positive statements that then you can reward yourself with, and then you can fall into this positive cycle. So if I'd said, don't touch the cake, they touch the cake. And I go, I told you not to touch the cake. You know, it, it, it's really negative and that's where the negative self-talk comes from. Do you know
0: what? We were talking about this last night because I was talking um, with some of our coaches at Food for Forks and Coach Lois actually said something that really resonated and and I was talking about my my difficulty with my relationship with alcohol. I've still not got that balance yeah, right. Yeah. But before I go out on a night out, I'm already saying to myself going, I can't do it. I can't get me- yep. I can't get steaming. Yep. I, um, I can't do this. Can't do that. So Lois was saying that automatically, If you're pushing and restricting that voice down, it's going to keep popping up going, wait, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Whereas if you actually just said, you know what, I'm going to go out tonight, I'm going to have a good time. You'll have a much more softer and calmer relationship to yourself and your night will probably be a lot more chilled. And I think it's really eye-opening really to to, to figure out how much the way we talk to ourselves on a daily basis can lead us in so many different directions. And I'm so bad for it. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, that person at work talking about me, or um, can't I can't do that. this today. And, and it's like, Got it's all that. in my head. It's, yeah, it's all <laughs> in my head. Um, but it's again, just about having that awareness to, to go, you know what, there's nothing about today that I can't deal with. Yeah. And I'm going to smash today. And literally that's what I do. I write down every single day. Today's going to be an amazing day. I've even started writing down now. It really gives me hope and happiness. Is like, Something special, something amazing is going to happen today. Like oh. Something like, you know, sort of stand out. Oh. And then... I feel like that's such a good way to look at it. And and, and something always tends to happen. I think yeah. it's amazing. but So yeah. I think for
1: some people, it can be quite difficult to make those strides. So mm. one thing you can do with your self-talk is number one, check it. Like what are you saying to yourself? I can't do this. I can't do that. We've all got limiting beliefs in there. I think I share this with you regularly, which is, You know, I struggle with this limiting belief that people aren't going to like me. I'm not sure where it comes from. One day I'll probably go to therapy and sort it out proper. But it's like, I'm going to walk in that room. People aren't going to like me. That's the noise in my head. And I have to... Who couldn't
0: not like you, Kate?
1: I love you for saying that, but it it is in there and I fight against it every single day. And when, when I'm tired, when I'm not in the right place, when I'm just not in a good place and I've got too much on and I'm not focusing and I'm not looking after myself, my trigger to myself is I've got an email and I've misread it. And I need to sort myself out. Come on, pull yourself together. Let's move on. Let's get rid of the head trash. But for some people from that place, it's really hard to then go, don't worry, everything's amazing, you know? And so, what I try and say to people now is, what's the next step along? You know, it doesn't have to be that you're telling yourself that you're amazing or that today's going to be brilliant or whatever. It could just be that you're saying to yourself, it's okay, you're safe. You know, it's okay, you're safe. It's okay, just take one step forward. It's okay. You know, keep bringing it back to being really simple because this is where I worry that the toxic positivity comes in. You know, we kind of say to people, you know, just tell people it's all amazing. Sometimes it's not, and that's okay. It's just take that one step, twist it one way.
0: I think the most positive people I know, they always just look for the solution, right? Yes. So it's like, so it's just being solution-based. Like you, if you're in a bad situation, sometimes you are, and and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no point saying, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But it's like, (laughs) like you said what can i do now to solve this this problem and i think again yeah. when we, we, we talk about journaling like when you write down all the problems that are in your head yeah and you see them on a piece of paper what i start doing now is go problem problem right solutions i go what are the solutions to this and when i go oh my god it's so simple like yeah. literally there's nothing here that i can't deal with i think that's really sort of the key to positivity just focusing on moving forward yeah and um and being solution-based yeah, but, yeah. so
1: that's again that's so we've got seven pillars. We've done four. Pillar number five, we can brush over this quickly if you want to. But pillar number five is make rainbows, and I I always say that you can't make rainbows without sunshine and rain. So life is messy, right? It's supposed to be. I've got friends who say to me, look, if you're not holding on by the whites of the, your knuckles, you're not doing it right. You know, if it's not going wrong all the time, you're not doing it right. If if building your business wasn't with you know all these clunks along the way then you're just you're not building a business you're just laughing around in a room somewhere you know so making rainbows is what this podcast is about it's about learning as you go it's about taking those things and going you know what how can i make a positive out of this what's the lesson i've learned from this and as you say what's the solution and some of those things that you list down i think when you write stuff in a journal what's brilliant about it is that you look at it and you go oh that's not actually my problem that's someone else's and i'm taking that on i've made that up you know so
0: yeah i think that's um that links back to something i always say about life just comes in waves like it really does and you've got to take the good with the bad and and you've got to ride those waves when they come in and then you've got to deal with them when it's low tide basically um so i think that really links in and i think that's so good that sometimes we expect every single day to be an amazing day when it's just not going to be and and that's fine
1: and that's okay. And you take from it what you got from it. And then you move on to the next one. I often get to the end of the day and go, right, we'll draw a line under that one. And then tomorrow is going to be better. <laughs> we'll learn what we need to learn from that and move on. Um, pillar number six is rest, recoup, recharge, sleep. So this is, this is our balance. This is you and me talking about balance all the time. Cause you and I are regularly on full charge mm. and just that whole resting is hard.
0: So when people ask me about what happiness means to me, I always say it's balance, right? Because I've always been all or nothing. And I think that is the key to happiness, having that sort of balanced approach to life. And rest and recovery is something I really struggle with, Kate, I really do.
1: I see it in my CrossFit. (laughs) I see it in everything. I'll do a workout and I'm going, I'm really going at this too hard. I'm going to absolutely die before the end. I really need to pace myself. So I've started saying that to myself a lot more. It's less about you know, I have horizontal days. There'll be weekends where I go, you know what? I'm just not, I'm just going to lie in bed all day. It's, and it's okay to do that because otherwise I'm not going to be good for the rest of the week.
0: It's giving yourself that permission, right? Means- the permission to yeah. just rest. Sometimes we're our own bosses driving ourselves insane when really we go, listen, please just get off my back and just let me chill. And giving yourself that permission, I think that's really important.
1: So what do you do to rest?
0: What do I do? I mean, yeah. so obviously it's bank holiday weekend now. This is when we're filming it. Yeah. Um, so I'll, 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 I wanna be off my phone. So getting away from my phone is step one, yeah. right? Leave my work phone at home and just getting out with my dog and just trying to be in the present. Yeah. Um, that's a massive thing for me. And then I just love watching. <laughs> I think it's pretty bad to be fair because when I watch TV, I always need to get some value from it. So um, I watch documentaries. I always watch documentaries because I feel like if I'm gonna sit and watch something, I wanna get something that's gonna give me inspiration. So I don't know if that's fully resting. But I love going into the steam and sauna as well, yeah. and just literally just be. No one can, you can get, get you there, though, can they? I think, <laughs> I think presence for me yeah. is the equivalent of rest because I'm always thinking about the future. Oh, I've got to be here. I've got to be there. Oh, I've got to get. In, I've got to make this happen. And so
1: my one is me, I've forgotten that. I've forgotten that. I should have done that. I haven't done that. And uh, uh, like that. Um, I've got to spin that play. I've got to look after that kid. <laughs> no. They're mine. Not. I know exactly what you mean. It's. I always think about telly. I think of it as like decompression time. I think at the end of the day, sometimes I just need to sit in front of something rubbish for 20 minutes just to decompress from the day and go, it's okay. It's, you know, I'm resting, it's fine and everything. I love that you watch documentaries. What's the best documentary you've watched?
0: Um, I've watched so many random documentaries. I loved, um, I watched the one about Tony Hawks recently, the skateboarder, <laughs> which is mad. I watched um, an Oscar winning, winning one called um, Undefeated about this American football team and it just gives me so much inspiration i like to yeah, see people the sports ones are good aren't they and you know what kate what what i love watching about documentaries the same with the tiger woods one the same with the tony oaks one these mega superstars guess what they're not perfect
1: they're not right? perfect they've and all got comfortable with not being perfect they're, and that's they've all the got trick. so
0: many issues yeah. so many different things going yeah. on yeah. and i'm sitting there going
1: all oh, right
0: Okay, so it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we put people on pedestals and yeah, that's I why it's so, so really. important for me to share my low moments on Instagram and, and social yeah. media because I don't want anyone for one minute thinking that I'm positive all the time. And I think yeah. um, one thing I try to do a lot and I discuss this with you is that I put out positivity to, to the world and to the universe because a lot of the time I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to my own voice and my own head thinking, come on, Scott, you need to hear this today. So put it out there and it'll come back to you.
1: So that's why I do everyday positivity, babe. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I don't need to listen to it. I'm saying it. I can hear myself saying it, and it it just helps me to. I think you know, my mental health has got seriously better since I've started recording those episodes. And I, you know, I don't do them literally every day, but I probably do them every other day, and I pre-record some of them. And I think it's just hearing that positivity and hearing that mindset and reminding yourself and constantly. I'm constantly thinking about like in that moment yesterday, like you're an episode this week, I think you are, because it was about that point you made about journaling and writing things down at the end of the day and having that opportunity to go, actually, today was a great day, rather than I thought it would have just been a normal day. I think I literally said those words. And and it's those lessons that you learn every single day. And you go, right, how am I seeing the positive in this? And how can I share that with the world? And that that definitely helps me. So it's that kind of selfful stuff. Um pillar number seven is clear your mind, which is basically journaling mm. so and we've done loads of that haven't we so And when, and when we kids.
0: say clear, and when you say clear your mind it's basically having that detachment from your mind in my perspective it's, it's almost like realizing that your mind is a tool it's, it's an organ right yeah it's not necessarily you and I know we could go quite spiritual with this and say that there's an inner you that inner being with, with inside you but I fully believe, believe there is because sometimes when you stop and listen to your mind for a minute, you realize that that's not you and there's something else within you and and it's yeah. having that detachment and having that clarity and perspective is so powerful when you especially when you're having a bad time because what happens is your mind puts you on an endless loop of i'm an idiot or I messed up at this, and it's like you can't break it, and then sometimes it's like, "Wait a second, let me write this down, let me put this down on paper, yeah, and let me separate my mind from myself, so to speak, if that makes sense
1: it is Lots of different people talk about this in terms of, you know, putting yourself in. uh, Tina Lifford, who's an actress in the US, she's really big in the US. We don't really see much of her work here, but she does something called the Inner Fitness Project. And her book, The Little Book of Big Lies, talks about this idea that you, you need to sit in your umpire's chair. You need to sit outside of yourself from time to time and just look in. And the question that when I've done journaling with her, the question she asks is, what are you not seeing? And you can only get there once you've written it all down. And when you go, what am I not seeing? That's when you can see into your blind spot and you can go, right, I need to learn this. I need to do this. I've been worrying about that and I don't need to worry about that because it's not within my sphere of control. Why am I even bothering? You know. And then other writers talk about this kind of other self that is on the outside looking in. You know. So that's what journaling does. And it gives you that opportunity to order everything, clearing out. I mean, you and I are both gym bunnies, you know, we love going and working out. That's another way that I clear out my brain because it just, it just, the endorphins just release themselves and, and that's it. All the things that were worrying me, all that negative trash stuff that was in there, gone. Because I've run it out or I've pull-upped it out because I can do you know what?
0: Stuff. There's another well-known saying, uh, sometimes you need to look back to see how far you've come, right? Yeah, And amazing. I did it the other day. I went to um, Socorro, which is the old nightclub where I used to throw my yes. parties. And I always felt like, oh... I look back on that time going, oh, that was Scotty special days. That was a crazy days. Oh, but as soon as I walked in there and I was walking around, I was like, oh my God, I had a massive smile on my face for a couple of reasons. One, because I was like, oh, I had some great times in there. But two, I was like, look what, look how far I've come. Look what I've achieved yeah. since then. I was literally just a crazy party boy hosting yeah. the night. And don't, don't get me wrong, I achieved a lot back then in that sense, but I've moved on so much. And I think sometimes I trip down memory lane to see how far you've come is so good for the soul. And I feel like we don't do it enough. Um, Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And you know, our brains are clever things. We can, not only is doing that kind of comparison, like where I was to where I am now, that nostalgia piece there that you were talking about, our brains will put us in places because we've thought them up, you know? We can create emotions, we can create hormonal responses from the images that we conjure up in our head. It doesn't have to be real. So let me just say that again. It doesn't have to be real. So you can power your brain as you want to. So there's so many so many things in that. So, but actually going down into positive memories and reminding yourself of how good things were can really charge you again for the future. Some of the stuff I do with every day, the podcast, every now and then on a journal prompt or something like that. I'll ask people to go back into really happy memories and draw them up because again that just charges those emotions that means that you get really positive emotions within you and what we're trying to do every single day is allow those hormones to come and you create those hormones by thinking about certain things which you know works against you too because you know when someone you send someone an email right and you're like oh oh I had to have a bit of a stern word through an email and then it takes them two days to come back to you by the time they've got back to you you've made up A million different stories in your head about how they hate you, how they're not, they've just, they've gone off and they've talked to all of their friends and they've told them, you know, you've made, you've conjured all of that up. And guess where it's got you? It's got you into a negative state. It's got you into a place where you're not going to receive that email in the best way and you're not going to make a great decision as a result. So that email comes back and it can be really clear, really professional, really friendly, but you'll add your tone of voice to it, which you've been building for the last two days.
0: Oh, I am so terrible for that, (laughs) literally. I am actually scripting in my head what someone's saying about me word for word, like before it's even happened. And it's something that I've got to tell myself over and over again now, Scott, you don't know what you're thinking. It's all in your head. And literally 99% of the time they come back and everyone's sweet and it's something you can deal with.
1: Yeah. But what would happen if you changed that story? What would happen if you said, "Oh, look, they've gone, and they're really chuffed to have got this email from me, and they're going to—they're just biding their time to craft the perfect email that makes me feel amazing." Yeah, I think <laughs> different it's, story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think as long as you back yourself in terms of the way you communicated, like you said, communication is key. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But as long as you back yourself in terms of what you've said and why you've said it, and, and it's come from the right, a good place, then whatever consequence comes from that, you have to deal with and it'll be the best thing that happens anyway because you're confident you dealt with it in the right way. But I think one thing you mentioned before is um, perfectionism. And I think a lot of us aim for perfection. A lot of us think that certain people are perfect and I know I'm not, all of us aren't. And I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially in today's society with social media and Instagram and, and everyone comparing each other's lives. I think that's a massive sort oh. of um it's so important in terms of affecting your positivity and i think if you can get a distance from that and realize that no one's perfect we're all living our own lives in our own lane i think that will really help
1: yeah, you on your day-to-day you're basis right.
0: you're absolutely yeah. right yeah and then so let's just link back quickly to communication kate because obviously this is something that you're a massive advocate of yeah and this is something that you're helping me with right because with the yeah. presenter coach because i want to be able to communicate better and I feel like I talk too fast sometimes, and I feel like I'm not. You've got as, really good at
1: that, though. You don't talk I'm, I'm, too fast.
0: I'm getting better. I've got a lot of work to do, but we keep moving. Anyway, that was, you know what? I'm doing good. I'm going you to are. say it. We're on a positivity podcast. I'm going to say it. Um, but how important is communication in terms of building relationships and, and also keeping that positivity vibe alive?
1: I think we forget that the responsibility of the message is with the person who says the message, not the person who's receiving it. And so if people have misunderstood you, you haven't communicated something properly. However, people communicate in really different ways. And what I want to get people to think about is how communication in like, let's think about office environment. There is someone in your office that you are working with right now that you are like, why do they not listen? (laughs) Why do they not understand me? Why, when they come back at me, are they saying it like that? And the reality is that most of us can communicate really well with about 75% of the world, but our communication style suits those those other that 75%. There's about 25% of the world that our communication style is the direct opposite of, and it drives us both nuts. But that's not you as a person, that's just the way that you're communicating. And so we can Again, work on those skills to manipulate the way that we're communicating. If we can work out, okay, well, that person thinks in quite a process way, then I can ask them to do something in a task-focused language, that means that they'll do it. Whereas if like you and I are really feely people, so we're quite emotionally like we're quite emotionally driven, we like our stories. So to, to get Scott to do anything, we have to go, Scott, it's gonna be amazing, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and you're gonna be like the best at it. Like <laughs> you'll do it. Whereas if I go, right, Scott, we've got a a spreadsheet and we've got to write it down in a big list. And then we've got to go through the list one, but you'll be like, I'm out, I'm gone. So it's, it's about, it's not easy communication. It, you get it wrong more than you get it right. I get it wrong more than I get it right. A lot of the time. But if you can listen to what people are saying and try to hear what type of communicator they are and the way that their brains work, then you will get the most out of the people in front of you. There we go, got there.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also, again, comes back to that self-awareness. Like if someone's not received what you've said in the right way, maybe just have a little analysis of yeah. how you put it across and is there anything that you could have improved on don't beat yourself yeah. up about it but no. think, you know what maybe i could have written that email in a slightly different way and maybe i could have took 30 seconds longer to reply and been a little bit calmer do you know what i mean it's just again it all comes back to that that self-awareness yeah but listen, Kate, honestly i just want to firstly say thank you for everything that you've taught me um with the presenter coach and also putting together this incredible podcast with um, purposeful podcasts. Thank you so much. But also just being a breath of fresh air and living and breathing what you, what you preach basically, which is positivity on a daily basis. And I do think for anyone listening that positivity is something that you have to work on, on a daily basis. It doesn't come overnight and it's not something that's there innate within you. It's a working process, but at the same time is there are certain tools, the seven pillars, which we talked about today. Yeah. And, There are are so many different ways to kind of maintain that in your life. And it's just up to you to try and put that work in. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it absolutely does. And the first place I would start is just listen to, and, you know, these days we've got WhatsApp and stuff. Just look at and listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. When you are speaking to someone about a situation that you're struggling with or even just your day, Think about just reframing it to a slightly more positive language. And when I say positive, I don't mean great, brilliant. I mean, delete the negatives and frame it positively. If you want to clear your room, my room is so messy. I've got to tidy up. (laughs) 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 Actually, I get to create some space is the positive way to look at it. So giving yourself that opportunity to constantly reach for the positive in any situation will help. And that's just a language shift.
0: I love that. What what a way to round it up. But thank you so much, Kate. Another incredible episode. And um, thank you so much.
1: No, you're very welcome. And Scott, I just want to say that over the last couple of years we've worked together it's you are equally a breath of fresh air and it's very inspiring watching you on those food for thoughts walks when we get to the top of the hill and you're like right guys let's go and everyone's like yeah <laughs> you're the consummate host and you're brilliant at it and you know your skill is to galvanize these communities and these bring these people together and it's a true pleasure so thank you for all that you've given me in return.
0: Thank you so much, Kate. I appreciate you darling. Thank you so, so much. Sometimes it's nice to hear that because I don't give myself credit that I deserve sometimes. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I feel like a load has been lifted after talking to Kate because she really does put things into perspective. We can't expect to be super positive and happy every single day. It's about how we sort of deal with the cracks and move forward that makes us who we are, right? So thank you, Kate, for joining me. Another incredible episode. Next week, we are joined by one of my lifelong friends, Scott Sashua. Scott is the co-founder of the Couture Club, a multi-million pound fashion business, but he's more than that to me. He's one of my best friends. And we've been in business together over the years and experienced some of our our darkest failures, but it's how we've overcome those failures that have made us who we are today. And we're gonna talk all about that.
1: You know, you two had never failed before then.
0: And to have that failure for me was like, I know for a fact I have made 10 times better decisions throughout my career at Club because of those failures so please stay tuned for next week and please don't forget to rate review and follow wherever you listen to your podcast and also a little mention that my other podcast with my brothers yeah that's right I've got another podcast called Manx on the Mike. it's now live and coming out every Monday so hopefully you can check that out too please DM me on Instagram at scott.thomas with any of your takeaways from the podcast and I will definitely come back to you Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week so we can learn some more life lessons as we go.